0: Welcome to Get Inspired and Live in Your Power, the podcast where I interview successful entrepreneurs who took action on one inspired thought that changed everything every episode is an exciting story of life-altering transformation. I'm your host, Wileen Benson. Just like my guests, you have access to the same divine inspiration that became their catalyst to success. Whether you're a six-figure business owner, mentor, or author, there's something here for everyone. It's time to get inspired. Hey, welcome to my brand new podcast, Get Inspired and Live in Your Power. I'm Wileen Benson, and my life was pretty mundane and average about a decade ago. I went to work every day. I had a nice family, had a house, a couple of cars, went to church, nothing really out of the ordinary until one day at work, I had a heart attack. And when I went to the emergency room, they called it broken heart syndrome. That normal life that I was living that I had created was good, but it was nowhere near my potential. And my heart was literally breaking. My soul was trying to wake me up to the reason I was put on this earth. And my goal with each episode of this brand new podcast, Get Inspired and Live in Your Power, is to help people get inspired and start living in their power without a heart attack or some other dramatic event that forces you to look at yourself and the life that you've surrounded yourself with. That heart attack for me didn't happen overnight and neither will your dramatic event. If you get to that point, it is not something that happens overnight. There's a buildup and I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my journey on this podcast episode to help you spot the signs and avoid an event That will force you to make a change like I was forced to make a change. Abe Lincoln lost several elections before he finally won the election to become the president of the United States. He was constantly applying for the wrong job. He was trying to live a mundane, albeit good, life of service. I went from job to job to job seeking the place that I could shine the brightest and do the best good for whoever I was working for. And I found out that you put yourself into relationship debt if you give more than you're hired for. Relationship debt is when you give so much that there is absolutely no way that the person can ever pay you back and this is not just monetary you may have relationships where you're creating relationship debt or where other people are creating it with you it becomes so uncomfortable in that relationship because somebody owes the other person so much that the relationship actually has to end most i would say probably all of the jobs that i've had over the last you know 25 30 years or whatever have ended in that relationship debt. And I'm going to give you some examples of that. I used to, when I worked for a doctor, I used to go on my lunch breaks and collect debts. And, you know, you might think that's really crazy for somebody who is not a debt collector and who is a barely minimum wage employee to go and collect debts on their lunch break. And um, I was even working part time. I wasn't even a full time employee. I was working in billing and I was appalled at the amount of money that was being left on the table. And so I really had put myself into the position of the owner of the business. And it became that important to me that these debts get collected. I'm going to share with you a couple of other examples. At three of the jobs I had, I took it upon myself to become the janitor because I couldn't stand using a dirty bathroom. So I didn't get paid for it. It was just something that I thought was needed. And I took it upon myself to do it. Now, I don't know anybody else that does that, but I did it. I got fired from one job because I asked the owner to share with me his mission and purpose for the business. I, I had sent it to him in an email, this question and I well thought out, you know, it's a couple of paragraphs long, just asked him to share with me what his mission and vision was for the business because I wanted to support that mission and vision. I wanted to craft you know, whatever I was doing in my area of the business, I wanted to make sure that I was supporting that. He showed up. He was actually waiting for me in my office when I came to work the next day. And I was really impressed. I thought, wow, he's going to answer this in person. He must really be impressed with this email that I sent him. But the response that I got was completely different than what I expected. He said, You want to know what your mission and purpose is? It's to ship things. I was working in the shipping department. You ship things. That is what your mission and purpose is. And then he followed that up to say, you have a supervisor. Don't email me. I'm the owner of the business. You go to your supervisor. I really should have submitted my resignation that day (laughs) because obviously that job was not a really healthy place for me to be someone who was looking for a mission and vision and purpose in life (laughs) and in that business. But I stayed and I ended up getting fired about a year later. Um, It was my next job that I got after I got fired from that other job. It was the next job where I had the heart attack. I was working again in a shipping department, which is great. And I had taken it upon myself to be the janitor in that business too. So I was doing all of this stuff but my heart finally just gave out. It was like something's got to change, and we need to give this girl a message. And um, she needs to be doing her life in a more influential way, in a more powerful way. That was actually the very best way for my heart, or for my soul and my spirit and my body, to communicate to me so that I had to stop and take some inventory of my own life. And as it was healing, I was introduced to mentoring. It made such a profound impact for me in my life that I asked to be on that mentor's team. And I began to put my heart and soul into that person's company and business, trying to achieve my life's work. And because it's the only way that I knew to actually to a fulfilling my life's purpose and life's mission. I had this inner drive within me and it wasn't an inner drive to succeed. It was an inner drive to have what I was involved in be successful for me to be a part of that and me to help that business be successful. And the only way that I can describe it is that my spirit knew in my very core essence, even if my mind hadn't accepted it yet, that I, not just these bosses that I was trying to find and try to try to help and try to make successful, I was meant for greatness. And what I'd actually been seeking for was a place that I could live in my power. It never occurred to me that just little of me, could be great on my own. And so I was constantly looking for a place of somebody who had greatness already that I saw that had greatness that I could add, you know, kind of like hitch my wagon to that star. I didn't know it at the time, but what I really needed was to be working for myself with God as my partner. So instead of looking for a business owner or an entrepreneur, you know, to hitch my wagon to and work for that person as their partner, I needed to be working for myself and take God as my partner. And the most peaceful feeling in the world for me and the most fulfilling moment was when I saw that God was putting his signature of approval on my work, and that everything I was creating was coming together in a way that could only have been divinely orchestrated. My moment of inspiration, and you'll find out more about this as you listen more to these podcast episodes, that there is a moment of inspiration where change happens. My moment of inspiration came on stage. I was selling this mentors programs and I looked over the audience and I said to myself, <laughs> Not out loud. This is not my audience and this is not my message and I'm being underutilized. And it was all that I could do to stay on that stage and finish my presentation. But as soon as I got off the stage, I went back to the playbook coordinator and I said, I will never teach that again and I'm being underutilized. I risked everything when I said those words. I knew at the moment that I was on my way out of that job. I also knew that the only way my spirit would be happy is if I was creating with God, not trying to make a space for myself in somebody else's creation. I had to make it on my own and with God as my partner, I had nobody else to rely on. But I also knew that by making that choice, I had the greatest opportunity for success because of who my partner was. There was no chance of relationship debt because when you give all, God promises all plus a hundred times return. I could never outgive him. I could never be in debt to him. I gradually started embracing myself as a powerful mentor. I realized my genius had been in front of me all along. Every job in the past that I had taken before, I had taken it upon myself to make it successful. As if I were the business owner, I had the vision, I had the gift of knowing exactly what needed to change in those businesses to stop leaving money on the table and to bring the business into alignment and integrity with the mission of the owners. And to this day, if I ever go back to any of those places of employment, they would welcome me back with open arms and say, Yes, absolutely, we need you. We need you in this business. But if I went back today, it would be as a business consultant and I would be paid what I was worth because I now know that I have value, that I have power on my own and I'm using now this gift and this this vision that I have to be able to help businesses be successful, but in the proper way where I'm not creation creating relationship debt. Um, anyway, that's what I'm best at receiving that inspired vision and the action steps necessary to catapult a business from being average, mundane, ordinary, the kind of life that I was having, that I was leading 10 years ago, take them from being that average, ordinary, mundane into being extraordinary. And it's not just the business. It is the business owner because really it starts with you. You are the common denominator of your business. And when you can Um, catapult yourself into your power, where you're getting inspired and you're taking action and you are living in your power, then everything that you create has that power in it. So everything that you create is extraordinary because you have discovered that you are extraordinary. I have a private community with mastermind calls where I put my gift and skill to the test and we mastermind and find that spark that revives the passion in your business And everybody's welcome. There's no charge to be a part of that mastermind. You just have to sign up for my Get Inspired Power newsletter on my website, wylingbenson.com. And the newsletter gives you advance notice of when those mastermind calls are held and information about upcoming podcast episodes, challenges, and events. We'd love to have you join that community. When a business and the creator serve the people, in ways that nobody else can, that only you, because you're living in your divine genius, then that entrepreneur is living in his or her power. They are loving their life. A business like that lights up the person who created it and it lights up every single person that it touches. I created this podcast because as I met and networked with successful entrepreneurs who were truly making a positive impact, in the world and in their own lives, I realized that there are a few things that they all have in common. And I'm going to share those with you right now. The first thing they have in common is they acknowledge God as their source of inspiration. The second thing that they have in common is they trust their inspiration, no matter how crazy it sounds in the moment. The third thing is that they say yes, when they get that inspiration, they act immediately. And the fourth thing that they have in common is that they risk it all because they know that not acting is really the greatest risk. Get inspired and live in your power is not just a catchy name. It's a formula. The only piece that's missing is take action immediately. It should be get inspired, take action immediately, and then you can live in your power. That's what the name of the podcast really should be. This formula has held true for every guest that you'll hear on this podcast. They all got inspired, took action immediately, risking it all, and it didn't take long before they began living in their power. Thanks for listening. Please go on to the first episode with my good friend and mentor, Chris Crone. Chris is the one who originally taught me how to ask for and expect inspiration. I'm honored that he accepted my invitation to be my first podcast guest. From those beginnings over a decade ago, I created my trademarked daily GPS system. It is my simple way of getting inspiration daily and taking action immediately. Check the description for more details on this phenomenal process. Daily GPS is the one thing I still do and will continue to do daily to get inspired and live in my power. Thanks for tuning in to get inspired and live in your power. I appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast platform, so you never miss an episode. Also, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to rate and review this episode, as it helps other listeners find our show. Don't forget to follow me on social media. Just search for Wileen Benson on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram, or sign up for the Get Inspired Power newsletter for updates, behind the scenes content, and to join the mastermind calls with other fans of the show. If you have any feedback or suggestions for guests on future episodes, please reach out to me on my website, wyleenbenson.com. I love hearing from my listeners. Until next time, keep acting on your inspiration every day to live in your power.